explain the rest later. Here I am about to embark on this journey of being a full-time creative. I've always struggled with the regular things that creatives do, but I never had to do anything with those struggles. My next paycheck and my life didn't depend on something coming out right or just the way I had it in my head. I just simply went back to work and clocked in. If I ever felt like I wasn't good enough or capable, I just simply put my paintbrush down or stopped writing. But it does now. And I'm being confronted with so many things I thought I healed and dealt with, but I guess I haven't. Now I have to think about what I even want out of this. A dream is a dream, and you replay it in your mind so much it becomes a second home. Then when you try to take that world you have in your mind and make it into something you can touch and live and experience, you realize how unprepared you are to do so. You almost get bombarded with these small details that didn't seem important in your mind but they make or break the whole process of making that dream real. So I guess I'm in the middle of not feeling enough, enough, if that makes sense. Not feeling like a painter, even though all I do is paint. Not feeling like a writer, even though all I do is write. As if the only way it is real is if someone sees it and says that it's real. Or better yet, says that it's good. So I had to hit my journals to see how long I've been dealing with this feeling and how to fix it. Because I feel like the 27 versions of me in the past put together has more knowledge than I do in this very moment. So we're tag teaming this one. I found a couple of things that may help and let me know if it helps anyone else, but especially you. But the first thing I found was a poem I wrote. A poem about being ordinary. It says something along the lines of how I found heaven and hell in us ordinary people. But in this age, no one wants to even be associated with that word, yet alone call themselves that. So I wondered why I admitted such a painful truth and what even caused me to do so. Further in the journal, I found that I watched an interview with Carolyn Mice and Oprah. And I don't care what y'all say, like Super Soul Sundays, they hit. They be hidden. But anyways, um, and I found the words that Carolyn said. You had your life focused on something that didn't belong to you. A path that didn't belong to you. Or you wouldn't be here in as much pain as you are. You locked in on something that didn't belong to you. A person that didn't belong to you. A yesterday that no longer belongs to you. 
You hung on to a rage that didn't belong to you and you wouldn't let it go. Something happened to you and you said that it shouldn't have and you never got over it. You thought that certain things shouldn't happen to you and they did. As if you were excluded from the ordinary things of life. The ordinary people. People hold on to the word ordinary in absolute contempt, praying, please God, let me be anything but ordinary. They feel like they should be protected from ordinary things, saying, I can't believe this happened to me. And then she says, well, who did you think it was going to happen to? Them? Reading that again just re-disrespected me more than it did the first time. I remember my old dream as everyone dreams. And that dream was to be great. Greater than anyone and everyone there was. At what? That would change by the hour. But I looked at the greats and I aspired to be even better. That sounds really, really cocky, but baby me was cocky. I feel like all children are cocky. Just a beast, like nobody really is telling a six-year-old about themselves. Like that's the subject she knows the most. But then those ordinary things happened. And of course I'm not talking about the really, really horrible things. I'm talking about the things we put weight on unnecessarily, causing all other negative things to happen. Like divorce, moving back in with your parents, losing a job, regular breakups and family issues, platonic breakups, which is actually a thing. We should talk about that more. I guess my ordinary was poverty, family issues, relationship issues. I thought I had a pact with God ever since I knew he was a thing and understood his purpose. I swore that these things I would watch other families go through would never happen to mine because I was special and I had all these things to prove that. A home I loved parents I loved and I thought who loved each other never wanting for anything loving my school and my friends I had no idea what was in front of me but I see why she would be so cocky and dream so big and I love that for her as I return to her I actually no longer aspire to be great especially after times when I didn't even, I didn't even inspire to be. But I get the poem now because I see how I'm not special in the ways I thought I was. And how it isn't me versus them. 
and that those experiences doesn't have to carry as much weight in my story as they do. I remember holding on to these negative experiences and analyzing them and replaying them over and over to find out where I went wrong, who did it, who to blame, and if it was me to blame, never forgiving myself for it. I got to put those things down right where I found them and realized that it was just two humans experiencing this life at the same time. People peopling. Just figuring it out. And it was just that. Ordinary things that other people experience too. My pain wasn't deeper than the next person's. My love wasn't bigger or too much. And that although I wasn't any different, it didn't mean that I couldn't do great things. And in this day and age, I think I'll be more happy with being an ordinary person who just creates great things rather than the other way around. I mean, we all center back to it. The greats have always returned back to the ordinary after being great, as if it was home, and they were just away for a while. Like we spend half of our lives trying to be great, and then the other half trying to go back. It's odd.